But getting back to one of the comments you made about being a jerk, it's not against the law. That's absolutely correct. Uh, just because your boss is extremely demanding, uh, that's not illegal. And oftentimes it's not a violation of, of any policy that's in place. You're listening to OMAG All Access, a podcast about all things affecting municipalities in Oklahoma. Hosted by OMAG General Counsel, Susie Paulson. Hi, Diana. Hi, Susie. Hi. Um, thanks for coming in today. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Um, I just thought it would be interesting, since you've been doing some personnel investigations since you retired from the city of Oklahoma City, um, to maybe get your perspective on how some of the cities are doing and some of the issues you're running into and maybe some of the great people you've met along the way. So um, before we get started, though, can you just give us, I think um, our listeners would like to just kind of hear your background and and uh, your history. Well, I have 35 and a half years of service with the city public sector experience uh, in human resources. I was the human resources director for 22 years. Um, I'm a law school graduate, uh, licensed to practice since 1998, and, you know, just managed and operated a full-service human resources department, including, you know, uh, personnel investigations, labor and employee relations. Um, So, yeah, I have a significant amount of public sector experience. Can you tell us how many personnel investigations that you think you've done over the years? And maybe, you know, I know they've probably run the gamut between harassment and discrimination, but maybe just, you know, a, a snippet of some of the things, investigations you've done over the years. Oh, wow. I've, I've done tons of investigations. So prior to me uh, actually being appointed the human resources director for the city, I actually worked in labor relations. Uh, and one of my primary responsibilities was uh, conducting invest- investigations, internal workplace investigations. And it just ran the gamut, you know, uh, sexual harassment, uh, discrimination, um, disability discrimination, uh, you know, just general workplace kind of issues, conflict. Uh, so I've, it's run the gamut since I've worked for uh, some of the other cities, uh, I've done the same thing, you know, um, race discrimination, gender discrimination. Uh, it, it's just been a, a, a broad spectrum of the kinds of complaints that I've, I've, I've investigated. Well, so today, um, one of the things I wanted to talk about was there's a lot of misconceptions about what goes into an internal personnel investigation, what the um, what should happen after an internal investigation, um, all of those issues. And so I just thought it would be interesting to do a podcast on on some of those misconceptions to maybe educate some of the listeners about why do we do them and um, your role as an investigator, like, what are you supposed to provide the city? What, what is your role in all this? Well, that's a lot. And so I, I agree with you. I think that Uh, this podcast is a great idea. Uh, There are a lot of misconceptions. First of all, that I'm there to make the facts fit uh, the outcome desired. So when employees file complaints, uh, they think that I'm going to come in and I'm going to make sure that the the facts or the narrative fits whatever it is they want. If they want their employee, their supervisor fired, uh, then I'm there to do that. And that's not what, you know, an investigation is for. Yeah. 
Um, I've done some investigations myself, and I find that that's true. And I find that sometimes once you gather all the facts, um, a lot of times there's not a finding of discrimination or harassment. Sometimes there is, obviously. But um, it always seems like somebody's going to be upset whichever way the outcome is when all you're trying to do is gather the facts and apply it to whatever policy that city has. And that's exactly right. Uh, you know, I think some people think I'm coming in and I'm looking for, uh, I'm, I'm trying to make a legal finding. Uh, and I'm there to determine what the facts are, what happened, uh, and determine whether or not there was a policy violation. And sometimes when there is a finding uh, that there's been a policy violation, it may or may not warrant discipline, but that's not for me to determine either. You know, I don't decide whether or not discipline should be issued uh, or um, whether the level of discipline, if discipline is issued. Uh, I, there have been some investigations that I've conducted and employees wanted to know, well, are, are you going to recommend a certain um, type of inve- uh, uh, discipline? Uh, and I will tell them, no, that's not my role. I'm here to gather the facts, find out what happened, uh, and provide information to, you know, the city or town. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. Do you, before you start an investigation, do you kind of, do you have uh, some bullet points that you go through with the, with the person you're interviewing? Or, or, you know, what do you tell the city manager or the mayor before you start an investigation? Well, uh, when, I, when I undertake an investigation, the first thing I'll do is uh, typically meet with the city manager or uh, the supervisor, whoever it is that I'm, is going to be my contact. Uh, and I'll try to find out, you know, all the information they have. I, I really like to have written complaints, uh, so I'll know I'll have something to go by when I'm meeting with the complaining party. Uh, and when I initiate an investigation, the complaining party is always the, the first person that I speak with. You know, I want to know what happened. Uh, and that can be <clears throat> challenging sometimes because uh, it will morph into something else. Uh, so the complaint may have been, uh, for example, sexual harassment, uh, and it'll morph into, well, I wasn't allowed you know, time off or something that's totally unrelated uh, to the uh, investigation uh, or the complaint that's been filed. Uh, and uh, quite honestly, I usually let the employee talk because there's always, what I have found is there are always underlying issues uh, that caused the complaint to be filed in the first place. And the majority of the people that I, uh, that the complaining parties, they just want it to stop. You know, they want, they want a resolution. They want the conduct or whatever it is to stop. Uh, sometimes I find that it's a communication issue, that people are just really not, you know, talking to each other. Yeah, so um, when you make recommendations at the end of your investigation, tell us what, what kind of recommendations you've made or um well uh, that's it it really depends on uh the type of investigation that i'm conducting uh and what i will do is i will make findings and so i'm not necessarily making recommendations in terms of the finding i will tell them whether or not um, my investigation findings resulted in um a, a substantiation that the that the policy was violated Uh, But what I also do uh, is I will include some additional information that possibly is unrelated to the investigation. So, for example, there was one particular investigation I conducted um, 
and I don't recall what it was, but I think it was maybe like gender discrimination. Uh, and there were some issues that, that came up about some uh, whether or not some federal leave laws were applicable to the city. Uh, and it was determined um, that the city was th- thought that they were exempt. And so I made some recommendations that they actually talk to their uh, city attorney to make sure that they were uh, applying that law correctly. Uh, and so I will include some some, I call it added information, some additional information or uh, recommendations that they may want to consider looking at uh, in terms of training, uh, in terms of, um, you know, policies that they may or may not have, or maybe they need to, to improve those policies. Uh, so I will include that kind of information at the end of, of my report. Okay, um, you mentioned this a little bit ago, and we just talked. You just mentioned policy as well. I think one of the really big misconceptions is that you're there to investigate whether the law was broken, whether there was illegal harassment or illegal discrimination. And what I found is most city policies go further than what the law requires. So uh, a city policy might include, you know, things like bullying. And one of the things I was taught many years ago by Dick Mahoney was that, um, you know, being a jerk isn't illegal. Uh, You are exactly correct about that. Uh, I am not there to make legal conclusions. My report does not make legal conclusions. My report is uh, designed to determine whether or not a policy has been violated. And so uh, cities and towns will, will tell you, I will request Um, a significant amount of information. I want to know all of the policies that you have in place uh, that may, you know, govern this particular issue. Uh, So, no, I do not make legal conclusions, although I may refer to, you know, some legal, uh, some laws that might apply to that particular situation, particularly if it's like a statute uh, or their ordinances. Um, I will look at all of those things, and I will uh, include that information um, in my report. Uh, but getting back to one of the comments you made about being a jerk, it's not against the law. That's absolutely correct. Uh, just because your boss is extremely demanding um, and your boss requires you to answer a significant amount of questions when you're making recommendations and you don't like that uh, and you feel like that, you know, questioning whether or not you know how to do your job, uh, that's not illegal, and oftentimes it's not a violation of, of any policy that's in place. Yeah, I agree. OMAG All Access would like to thank you for listening to this podcast. For your time, we would like to offer you the chance to win a pair of OMAG All Access Bluetooth headphones. To enter, all you have to do is head to www.omag.org forward slash all access and click on the corresponding image at the top of the screen. The password for each episode will change. So make sure you are always up to date on the newest episode of OMAG All Access by subscribing with your favorite podcast app. The password for this episode is internal. Follow the directions on the giveaway page and you will be entered. Good luck. Um, you know, I do find that a lot of times what happens is the boss is a jerk and they like to use cuss words or bullying tactics. And so sometimes, you know, you can see where the employee is coming from, that the message could definitely be relayed in a much better, more appropriate way. 
And, and I'll address that. Um, and you mentioned it um, just a moment ago. Uh, a lot of cities do have policies uh, that will uh, extend beyond what the law uh, covers. Uh, and some of those are standards of conduct. Uh, and so sometimes the way a manager or a supervisor interacts with employee with an employee may actually violate their standard of conduct policies. Uh, and so I will note that uh, in the report. Uh, there may be a finding that, uh, yes, the, you know, the use of profanity uh, is a violation of the policies and, you know, the city or town will, will address that. Yeah. Um, one other thing I kind of wanted to talk about today was a lot of um, city employees think everything that's said in an internal personnel investigation is confidential. And that's always the goal. Nobody ever wants the report to be made public. Um, under the Open Records Act, I think it says it may be kept confidential. And I always advise cities that if they're ever challenged, that they should get their city attorney involved and maybe push to get a protective order in place before it's released. Um, there has been some some cases that have come out recently that maybe call that into question and make us question whether those internal personnel investigations are confidential or not. Um, I still think they are, and I think it's really important that the cities try to keep those confidential. Um, how do you address that when you're starting an investigation, and do you get that question a lot or concern? I, I, don't, I don't get that question a lot. I think that um, cities and towns do a really good job of doing some uh, prep work in advance before I actually come in. Uh, but I have had that question of employees, you know, is this going to be confidential? Who's going to get this report? Uh, and I tell them, you know, every effort will be made to maintain the confidentiality of the investigation uh, and the parties who are involved in the investigation, those who are being interviewed. Uh, but I can't guarantee that. Um, that I don't know if, uh, for example, um, the mayor or city manager may release the report uh, to someone. Uh, that I, I can't, you know, guarantee that, there, that the report or the information contained in the report will not be released. Um, so I, I think that employees, they want to really participate in the investigation, and I'm, and I'm really hopeful uh, that those investigations can remain confidential because I think that it could have a chilling effect uh, on workplace complaints. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, I think, you know, it's kind of one of those bad facts make bad law sometimes. Yes. And so the case that has called it into question isn't even really anything to do with a personnel investigation. It has to do with some some um, contract issues with a former city manager. But um, is there anything else, any other misconceptions that you have noted that we could talk about today? Well, I think that um, I think we've talked about uh, most of it. Um, I do. Th I will say that um, again, the majority of the complaints uh, that I investigate, people just wanted to stop. Uh, but there are some cases where people are trying to take a second bite at the apple. Mm -hmm. So the uh, issue that they're complaining about has already been uh, resolved through a prior investigation or through a grievance process, uh, and they feel like if an outside investigator is coming in, and this is my opportunity to try to have this uh, re-evaluated or, or looked at. Um, one of the other things that um, I, I have found is that employees will 
throw in everything. And I think we've, we've talked about that. So they will uh, want to make me aware of all kinds of issues, maybe from the day that they were employed until the day that I'm coming in to conduct the investigation. Any grievance that they've had or complaint they've had or something that they don't like about the workplace. Uh, and I will let them talk about those things, but that doesn't necessarily mean that all of it is being investigated. Well, thank you for coming in today and talking to us about some of these misconceptions. And, you know, we get these calls all the time, and they always want somebody to investigate. And on occasion, we'll assign an investigator if um, we think litigation might arise from it. But um, we don't always do that. So, I Well, you know, that's the one thing I do want to say, Susie, before we conclude, is um, I think it's important for cities, towns, and employees to understand that when I come in to conduct an investigation, I am not working on behalf or to try to um, find a, a resolution that the city or the employee wants. I am a neutral investigator, and I am there to truly try to find out what happened. And cities and towns actually want that, too. Uh, they want employees to feel comfortable knowing that when they're participating in the investigation, uh, that I am there to truly gather the facts, find out what happened, so that they can determine what needs to take place after that. I agree. And, and you and I both know this, having done employment law for many years, that, um, you know, the, the case law says and the law says that if there's a, a complaint of some sort that could be, you know, rise to the level of illegal harassment or discrimination that that the city has an obligation to have a policy and to investigate it and to take prompt remedial action. That's right. Um, so it's really important that every city have a policy and it's really important that they have an investigation if it's necessary. Sometimes the complaint is this, can be investigated as simple as the supervisor having a conversation with the employee. So not every complaint, so to speak, um, rises to the level of having a, a professional investigator come in and, and, um, I and do an investigation. I absolutely agree with that. And um, one other point that needs to be made is that you may have a policy in place, but you need to make sure employees are aware of the policy. Uh, and so a lot of investigations that I've conducted over the past uh, year uh, I have found that there is there are really good policies in place, uh, but employees were not aware that those policies existed, uh, and employees were not required to be trained on those policies on a periodic basis. Uh, and so I'm sure that uh, before Pam retired, um, she probably got a call got calls from a lot of the cities that that I did work for. <laughs> yeah, well, and and that's why um, OMAG has a sample policy that pretty much is you know, one size fits all. Um, you could go in and make a few tweaks for your city. Um, and right now with COVID, we don't have in-person training, but we have access to local GovU and all of our members have access to local GovU, which has that's fantastic plenty of training on there. Um, and, and once, you know, we can start going back out, Monica and I are going to, to hit some of those cities and towns with the training too. But, um, but thank you again for coming in. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you for having me. We hope you can take something away from this podcast that will help your city or town. You can find more information about OMAG on our website at www.omag.org.
or on our Facebook page. Thanks for listening. If you have questions or ideas for a podcast topic, please send them to allaccess at omag.org. On the next episode of OMAG All Access. And like you alluded to earlier, so much of being a police chief is more than being a police officer. Almost certainly. This episode is copyright OMAG 2021 under the Creative Commons 4.0 Attribution, Non-Commercial, Non-Derivatives International License. For more information, please visit creativecommons.org.